The annual Return to School heralds another rite of passage for adolescents. And that's our Tuesday topic with Dr. John Hallberg. On this first day of school for much of the state, when the college students have gone off to campus, parents have been dealing with school physicals and vaccines for their kids. And for the last decade, there's been one that may be provoking questions. The meningococcal vaccine, which the CDC recommends for all adolescents. Our regular medical analyst, Dr. John Holberg, joins me now for more on this. It's good to have you back, John. Hi, Tom. Thanks. The meningococcal vaccine. This is for meningitis. That's what we're talking about here, but there are different kinds of meningitis. So um, sort this out for us. Yeah, exactly. So meningitis comes from the word meninges, which is a thick covering of the brain. So it's not an infection of the brain itself, but the covering of it. You can have a viral meningitis or a bacterial meningitis. And this one that we're talking about that's protected by the vaccine is caused by a microbe called Neisseria meningitidis. And this is really one of the worst microbes that's out there in terms of the disease that it can cause, and thank goodness we have an immunization against it. So when you say that uh, uh, that this is a bacterial form of meningitis. That's right. Um, so um, what does this vaccine prevent against? Well, there are four strains that we are particularly interested in. So this is a quadrivalent vaccine, and it really protects against this microbe that many of us actually carry in us. Um, Something like 10 to 20% of the population has it in our noses. Why it goes from there to causing such devastating disease so quickly, we do not know. We know that it's spread through uh, kissing, coughing, sneezing. So when you've got a lot of young people together, and for some reason it seems to hit young people, um, this is an important one to protect against. And what does it do in the body once somebody uh, contracts it? Well, the first symptoms that a person would get would be fever. That's almost always present. And then there's this sort of trio of symptoms, uh, a stiff neck and then getting really groggy, having decreased mental status. A headache, of course, is often a part of it as well. And so it's not just the infection. It, it actually gets into the bloodstream. It causes something called sepsis. So people go from being pretty well to being devastatingly sick in a very short amount of time, often within 24 hours. So why then is it important for this adolescent age group to get this vaccine? Well, the idea is to give it you know, early, so typically 11 to 12, and then we boost it five years later, so 16, 17, and that's before kids head off to college. You know, It's not just that kids get it, adolescents get it. Um, in fact, if you look at a population, it doesn't really matter if you go to college or not, there's the same base rate, but the difference is living in a dormitory. So suddenly you've got a bunch of young people sleeping two, three, four to a room or a quad, and they're just in close proximity, and we think that that's why it's so important to get this before before they head off to college or the military. So whether it's kids going off to school or people in the military all together, you're prone to catching things from each other. So what was it about this, this uh, form of meningitis that's so dangerous? You know, there are very few infections in the Western Hemisphere that are probably capable of causing panic the way that this particular kind of infection can. People may recall several years ago, Mankato had an outbreak, and my brother was at the University of Illinois, Champaign-Urbana, when one happened as well. And, you know, suddenly you're trying to track down where were your kids? Were they in the same bar? Were they in that Norm, um, it creates a great deal of fear because, I mean, people can literally die 
very soon. And young people just don't die from infections for the most part, you know. And so this one can cause that, uh, can cause panic. And now we've got a vaccine against it. So it makes so much sense to go ahead and immunize against it. Give us the rundown of the other vaccines that uh, kids in this age group and their families will be dealing with when they go to the doctor. Sure. When they're 11 to 12, we're going to recommend the TDAP, the tetanus diphtheria pertussis vaccine. Uh, That'll be given again when they're sort of graduating from college. Uh, We always recommend an annual influenza vaccine, especially if you've got kids in school and lots and lots of people together. And then there's also the Gardasil series. is a three-shot sequence against certain strains of the human papillomavirus. Um, This was given initially just to girls, but now it's boys as well. And so this has become kind of a universal recommendation. And in so doing, we can uh, eliminate certain forms of cancer, which is a wonderful thing. John, thanks so much for a little more insight into vaccinations for adolescents, including the meningitis vaccine. My pleasure, Tom. Thank you. Dr. John Holberg is our regular medical analyst here on All Things Considered. He's a physician in family medicine at the University of Minnesota and medical director of the Mill City Clinic.